right, welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. And we got our band going in the background, cranking it up. <laughs> we, we need to give our band a name. You know, every... I don't know. The, uh... oh, what we call them, the Gen Xers? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We'll call, call them the, the Gen Xers. Pints, I like that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Got the pints playing in the background. So we'll, we'll call it like uh, Sean Taylor and the pints. <laughs> that's perfect. There you go. So, yeah, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about, um, we got some randomness going on that we'll talk about. One's yeah. even a little bit Christmas themed, just not in this country. We've got, um, got a little gift you can send to your enemies talk about that in the spirit of christmas nice little surprise yeah and then we've got uh we'll talk a little bit about humor yeah. and you know should you use it does it convert how do you use it effectively all that kind of stuff so awesome we got but before we get to that we got some beers on tap that's right that's right. Let's do this it. Music does not fade well. They don't have like a clear slider. <laughs> no, I know. The pints need to uh, learn to fade that out. Let's give yeah. them a little applause. <laughs> Some nice little jam in there right there. Yeah, good job. Good job, guys. All See right. See you next week. Yep. See you next on the next. Hey, do they do Christmas music, Sean? I mean, will they uh, be playing any uh, Christmas jams? Um, Maybe a little Manhattan steamroller. Uh, so. uh, I don't see any, but I could probably add some. Manhattan probably add it to their set list. For sure. <laughs> I said Manhattan, Manhattan, not Manheim. 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 Yes, yeah. Manheim steamroller. Yes. I'm so that's a, on, that's I'm a whole st- marketing lesson in itself. Right there, man. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, absolutely. So long. Exactly. Niche, niche thing there. But love, what do you got over on your end as far as beverages of the day? So I have one from uh, Next Level. Let's see. I'm going to share this. Add to stage. Um, they don't have it. It's really interesting because they don't share the uh, artwork or anything like that. Not that it's, you know, all that spectacular, but I'll hold it up here. This is a big one. It looks like <laughs> the first website I built. <laughs> this is huge, man. This is a um, this is a bourbon barrel aged mounds. Do you like mounds uh, candy bars? Yeah, it's uh, dark chocolate and coconut. It's a dark chocolate and coconut pastry stout, Sean. Uh, it says in the left corner, coming in at ten point one percent ABV, is a bourbon barrel aged mounds. This banger was aged for thirteen months and four. Roses bourbon barrels. I feel like you've had this before. Have you not? I've had a bourbon. Ba- I've had a four roses bourbon barrel, but not this one. Not this one. The mound sounds really familiar. Oh, the, the joy's got nuts. Yeah. And and maybe maybe I have in the in the but not so recent because I remember the one that I had. Yeah, the it's four been a roses. Um, okay. Maybe that's so, different. Yeah. But it's loaded up with tons of dark chocolate, coconut, and literally a mound of mounds bars. Wow. Uh, seems like this should be a clear winner. And uh, so we'll see. Um, pastry stout, a coconut chocolate pastry stout. So we'll see. Wow. I like it. 
All right. So I've got on my end, I have got, I've had this before, Devil's Backbone, Belgian style triple, mm. 8.1% ABV. Uh, it's named mm-hmm. after some road out in the Texas Hill Country. Um, so yeah, I've had this one before and it is a, just a classic. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, I yeah. do remember that one. Yeah. So looking forward to that one again. I was at a party and they had some leftover and I took one home. So <laughs> nothing better oh, than free oh, beer, well. especially quality free beer. So good. <laughs> let's hold them up. All right. So if this one doesn't work and I, somehow I've got a backup glass, Sean, if I don't like this one, uh, I've got the Shiner Holiday Cheer. Oh, that one's good. That's a, it's a yeah. good all around beer. Yeah. It's, it's a go-to in case this one fails miserably. Yeah. So we shall right. see. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. Man. Strong. Belgian. Very Belgian. But good stuff. I'm going to give mine a... Do you remember what you rated it before? I don't. I don't. <laughs> three. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. It, it's got that hoppiness to it in the beginning. Um, it's really strong, but other than that, I like it. All right. I'm going to give this one a, uh, I'm probably going to give this one a, I'll go three, three on this one. It's a little, uh, strong, a little syrupy and, um, sweet, but it's tolerable. I won't, I won't give up on it. Maybe it'll get better as it, as we go. Oh, this just in. From our um, <laughs> on the comments section, man, we have been waiting for this deal to happen. Um, this looks like one. Of the, this is from Twitch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer a promotion of your channel. Viewers, followers, views, chatbots, etc. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is guaranteed to be the best. Flexible and convenient order management panel, chat panel. Everything is in your hands. Turn it on, off, customize. Go to streamrise. Dot. I guess that's a dot. R U. So uh, we are not. We yeah. are not. Uh, that is not a promotion. <clears throat> that's just a comment we got. So no. do, do not go to that. Yeah. Yeah. But, please uh, don't. Man, we've been waiting all. We've been waiting three hundred thirty-five episodes to get a message <laughs> like that. So glad they came through. Oh man, those Twitchers. Man. Yeah, those Twitchers. Twitchers. I mean, I sent you that text this week, like. Twitch is uh, up in the game as far as content. They're they're now allowing oh, yeah. topless content. <laughs> Great. Uh, we gotta we're gonna have to up our game here. Gives you some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we have to look for a different kind of guest. Show. <laughs> yeah. Does StreamYard have a blur out effect? I don't know if they do or oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> that could be tricky if we're streaming to multiple places. So I guess we'll we'll hold off until we get the technology for that. So. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. I got a little bit of a tickle cough here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamara brought home some more sickness from her job. So, oh no. Oh, um, yeah. So, trying to hold it down. But yeah, let's let's <coughs> talk about. I've got a couple just kind of random things, and we'll jump into humor. Okay. Kind of some stuff that hit me this week. You know, we're kind of rounding out the year. There's kind of some cool stuff coming on mm-hmm. about the year and things like that. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting. And it's about Pfizer. Okay. And we all knew this was coming, right? And here's the the chart, Jonathan. 
Pfizer's financials have been on a roller coaster in the past three years. <gasps> no. Somehow, something happened say. in 2022 and mm. leading up to 2022 that they just made a lot of money. Man. It's weird. Like this weird it's spike crazy. in the middle of this pandemic. It's and almost now, like suddenly they can't match those numbers. It's almost like they had something that was being used a lot of during that time. Yeah, like, and maybe that they had some like <laughs> funding that wasn't a normal part of their business. Yeah. You know, between yeah. test kits and mm-hmm. um, you know, certain large entities buying wow, up look at that chart. I mean, they're going vaccines. from 28 billion down to 13 billion. Yeah. That's so a- this is the reason I pulled this up for, you know, for persuasion and marketing and stuff we talk about is because this, I mean, Hey, they made a lot of money. They got a nice little contract from the government, but this is what happens when you mandate demand. Yeah. Now, just, I mean, for, put a politics aside for a minute, but when you mandate demand, typically, unless you can keep the mandate going, this is right. what's going to happen, right? You forced a lot of people or you, you, you know, you coerced, you manipulated a lot of people into <clears> getting <throat> something that they weren't sure about. Like there wasn't just natural demand for this, right? At least no, not as much. Not. No, I mean, it was, uh, well, and I, and that, there was I some demand. They, I mean, they didn't quite succeed in the, in the full capacity of right. what they would have liked. We could also talk know. about the quality of fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's another reason it's fallen off the charts. Right, right. So you have yeah, to be very I, careful when you when you do something that creates a you know a um, manufactured demand. Mm-hmm. You know, Eugene Schwartz said, "You don't create demand; you link current demand to your product." Yeah, right. You exactly. create the desire that's already existent in people. So what they did mm-hmm. is, I mean, they kind of did that, right? They they took the, this desire to be healthy and not be sick. And they ramped it up, but then they used then they used artificial things like mandates, right? And things like that to drive up the things. Now, like I said, they made a lot of money, but now it's coming back to bite them. And share price, if you look on the right uh, side of our charts, that's the share price. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, the market cap, not the share price, but the market cap has been tanking since the end of last year. So, um, and they well, put so, the other thing is they put so much into this into their number one seller um, from 2022, which I'm not going to really say in case YouTube is still censoring some of that stuff, but um, (laughs) that they, they missed the boat on some of the weight loss drugs that were coming out that are like really doing well, which down here. Yeah. um, Yeah. They were so Lily. um, Yeah. They expect the weight loss drug market to be worth a hundred billion. Right. By the end of the decade. So, so they've, they now they're behind on that. Short-term gains yep. for long-term, because if you, if you look at the two, I mean, weight loss is probably something that, um, you know, that's going to be going on for a long time. You know, yeah. the, it's, there's more longevity. It's, it's, it's more evergreen than. Yeah. And, and people have been wanting a pill for weight loss for, you know, decades yeah. you know the, right. the the demand is natural there like people right. want it so yeah that that was an interesting stat i saw mm-hmm. um you know it, so doesn't, just, it doesn't help they've had a lot of uh negative feedback you know yeah. on 
uh, from people that, um, from a lot of news on people that have gotten, you know, you know, vaxxed and double vaxxed and all of these things, you know, there's things that are coming out that are, are, are not the, don't paint the most, uh, <laughs> the greatest picture for them. Yeah. So, uh, for any of these drugs. Yeah. So I think, I think that, uh, people are more skeptical today. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like it had a boomerang effect. Um, it did. And I'll tell you another market where you, you know, we talk about forced, uh, you know, you forced demand or you try to force the market's hand is another one is EVs. And I I follow Mm -hmm. this a lot in my industry because there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of applications or there, there are market opportunities that are always mentioned in our industry towards the, uh, towards the EV markets and, um, especially in the batteries, like the battery containments for using composite materials. But, you know, the market that it's actually coming, that's, that's another one that's ha- having a boomerang effect where the uh, demand is, or the, the desire for an electric vehicle is actually diminishing. Um, and it's just not, there's not the, there's not the market out there that they want you to believe Right. You know, for these vehicles, yeah. <laughs> for one, they're, they're priced really high. And another, there's so many problems. There's so many issues with, um, you know, when it comes to longevity of, uh, charges and, 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 and still the do. number one issue is, is range anxiety. Yeah. That's exactly. still the number one issue. Although That's I think right. Toyota just said they came out with a new battery that can go like 550 miles and charge in 10 minutes. Um, yeah. we'll so they pull that off. That's, that yeah, does that's... change the thing considerably, <clears throat> but then. You know, yeah, there's a lot of issues, you know, obviously, where does the power come from? It still comes from the grid. <laughs> so it's like, exactly. Yeah. And the, and that's the thing. And, and where are all these charging stations that you're going to uh, find? Yeah. I know they're popping up more and more, but yeah. the infrastructure is just not there yet. So it's yeah. that, that catch 22, right? It's like, yeah. You really find yourself traveling, you, you know, I travel a lot. You find yourself out on a county road <laughs> out in the middle of, nowhere in Timbuktu, uh, Mississippi, and you're driving an electric vehicle. <laughs> That's <Yeah. laughs> your options. Aren't, you know, all that great when it comes to finding a, a power source to, uh, yeah, to when you're charge. two hours from the closest interstate. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, yeah, that's where most <laughs> of the chargers are. It's going to be an interstate. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on. Um, this one I thought was interesting. We can maybe even file this in the humor section, uh, <laughs> since we are talking a little bit about that, or we can just file it in the, I don't know where, but this is actually an older article, but somebody that was in my Facebook feed, he mentioned it again because it popped up in his memories on Facebook. I just thought it was kind of fun to to bring on. So check this out, Jonathan. This guy, an Italian artist, auctioned off an invisible sculpture for $18,300. That's awesome. It's made literally of nothing. Uh, Salvador, Salvatore Garou, maybe? Yeah. Set of his sculpt, he said, uh, it's a work that asks you to activate the power of the imagination. Wow. 18 grand. <laughs> I, so I got some paper. I just how do you read the paper? Is, how, how does somebody know that they're getting, I guess there's a like documentation that. Yeah, they got, got a certificate of authenticity and everything. Okay. Um, that goes with it. Um, <laughs> so he even, he threw out some science wow. though. I mean, I mean, I have to give the guys kudos. Like 
He knows oh, yeah. his market, right? He's he's got a market of people who have more money than mm-hmm. you know. They want to make a point. Um, like I, you know, I wonder. So what I wonder is like, could I say it was stolen and get the insurance money? Like you know, like that's true. Like how would the insurance company? I don't know if they would insure it or not. You know that that'd no, be they would not. That'd be curious to know. If, I can if guarantee you they would not. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was here, but it came down this morning and it was gone. Um, so it needs to be like in a five foot by five foot space, free of obstruction. I mean, he's got all kinds of these requirements, you know, so he's, he's creating this, like, mm-hmm. he kind of did make it real, even though it's not by, I mean, the fact that somebody exchanged 18 grand for it does in a way make it real, right? Like it's, it's kind of weird. It's, um, it's just kind of I, I amazing. That. That, uh, scroll, scroll back up. I want to read that section where he says, um, "Oh crap!" I uh, down here. Yeah, I think it's further down. Uh, where he? Oh, he goes. He says, uh, "If you thought that was artsy claptrap," he goes on to draw a rather lofty comparison to the work. After all, don't we shape a god? We've uh, don't we shape a god that we've never seen? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like there's a whole video on it. Um, you know, he, he, he does get into some quantum physics, uh, as well in one of the articles. I don't think it's in this one, but he uses the Heisenberg principle to say that, you know, because he thought about it and the thought is in the ether, basically that it does actually exist. I think, oh, here it is. The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy. And even if we empty it and there's nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has weight. So nothingness has a, has a weight according Mm. to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Wow. Therefore it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles that is into us. So basically he's saying it does exist. It's just, you can't see it. It's invisible. So, wow. So if you uh if you think long and hard enough and you find the right audience, man, you can literally sell anything you want. So yeah. that one was fun. Um here's another fun one for Christmas time. Uh did you know KFC was a thing in Japan for Christmas? Uh I can I'm not surprised. Yeah, um, they, they I'm not surprised that any stuff. fast food is is popular in Japan. So yeah. Um, well, apparently, um, in 1974, one of the ma- one of the managers of one of the KFCs, like the marketing manager for KFC in Japan, decided to tie Christmas to Japan because they didn't really have Christmas traditions because it's not a you know a Christian yeah uh, sure you know, country. So he decided to make KFC the star of Christmas tradition in Japan. What? Are you serious? And, yes. Colonel the Sanders is Santa Claus now. Yes. In Japan. <laughs> or he's dressed up like Santa. Yes. I, I've noticed in this picture too. Can you see? He's Colonel he got Claus. Like, oh. like, notice his eyes are a little more narrow than they are in the U.S. here in this picture. Mm. So. Uh, um, yeah, you're right. He does have a Asian element there yeah, too. He's got the little goatee thing, yeah, which I know he had, right. but it just looks a little more Asian on him. Yeah. But literally now, so check this out. They, here's the menu. I pulled up the current menu. Here's the current menu. <laughs> and so you can get a bucket of chicken, a pie, and a side for 4,700 yen. Well, you might want to know, 
how much is 4,700 yen? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jonathan, because <laughs> that's $33. Good night. So they're actually pricing this thing pretty well. So this is the equivalent of like our honey baked ham yeah. for Christmas. Um, and families will stand in line apparently for hours to get KFC on Christmas Day. And it's so popular, in fact, Wait. that um, it is now a third of Japan's KFC sales every year. Christmas wow. Day. A third? Oh, my goodness. Third. Yeah. So do they leave a, um, do they leave a, uh, a chicken breast out for, for, that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe a potato wedge or something. I don't know. I mean, if for I was Jolly Saint, uh, Colonel St. Sanders, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, yeah, how does I, that work? I don't know. I think he's still Colonel Sanders. He's just dressed up in a hat, you know, but, um, yeah, it's like, and they've even had to spread it out over besides just Christmas Day, because there were so many people buying it. Um, and Christmas is not a national holiday in Japan. Um, mm -hmm. So it's... Um, you know, okay, it's just, so they don't have... They don't have... They don't actually Nick. have Christmas. Nick, yeah. They right. don't have a, a guy coming down the chimney. No, yeah. as close, close as they get in Colonel Sanders. So I just yeah. thought that was fascinating how one guy can say, hey... Let's make this up for this campaign. And then 50 years later, it's like a third of all sales in that country. That one day, like, I hope he got a royalty on that. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he no, did. So, I mean, um, good yeah, for if you want to, if you want to do a gold belly order and order it from uh, <laughs> Japan to here. I'm not sure what that stuff over to the, uh, I think uh, it's a Mac and cheese or something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause they, I love how they put the, microwave up there like i guess yeah, you can just it, take it home and as far as i can tell it looks like it's you get four pieces of these you get three of these yeah you know i can't are they telling me that, that it's not it's cold <laughs> when i get it so i gotta go home and heat it probably up? i mean if you're standing in line all day for it yeah it i gotta pay is. 40 40 bucks for it and then i gotta go yeah. home and heat it yep <laughs> uh, so here's some of the other meals you can get nuggets they even have you can Look at this. It switches to the premium series down here. Oh, yeah. You can get, get a, a roasted chicken. Man. 6500 which is going to be more like 50 bucks for a roast chicken. You yeah. can go to Kroger and get one for 7 bucks. Wow. You know? Because that's not a turkey, I don't think. I can't read Japanese, but... They're killing. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Fancy. Look at that. It's like one... And this this is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. If you, if you go to kfc.co.jp, mm -hmm. you can find... You can um, order some chicken from Japan. Yeah. <laughs> you can have it sent back. Absolutely. Instead of going down to your local KFC where you have to sit in through a drive through for, <laughs> for tw what, 10 minutes in the drive through Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you might want the, the, the legit bucket, you know, the yeah. KFC bucket, you know? Yeah. So, uh, all right. So as we move on, I know you got to run here in a minute, Jonathan. I want to get a tea time in. So we'll, we're oh, going to hit this last know. couple of things fast. Um, I was reading an art, our article about humor, which we're just going to touch very quickly. We'll, we'll probably come back to it yeah. um, in the next month or so, but um, between guests. But I, one of the links talked about um, this place where you can ship a glitter bomb to your enemies. <clears throat> Love it. So here's I've got, the, I'm already made. I've got a list that I've already created. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's not coal this <laughs> Most year. Most of them it's are competitors. Bomb. Yeah. There you go. 
Uh, yeah, you need to send it to to all your sales guy competitors, and then they like make sure they open it right before they go on an appointment. Yes, and they're just covered in glitter. <laughs> yeah, please um, open before this is. Uh, please open before your next visit to XYZ account. <laughs> yes. Uh, so check this. Out. This guy has literally you can send a glitter bomb in the mail anonymously to your enemies. So, um, it's I'm been around since 2015. I did not know about it, but I also so have, I'm guessing uh, that they open it and it blows up all over them. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, yeah, I can't scroll down and show too much because there are some um, things on here that would be rather explicit. So I don't oh, think I can, gotcha. I don't want to okay. show them on, uh, cause there are some more explicit <laughs> pranks that you can send as well. Okay. Um, here I'll, uh, well, I can't. I can take Let's it just off. leave that to our listeners' imagination. And yes, so they can go to <laughs> shipyourenemiesglitter.com. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's and there there are some other pranks, and there's some there's also some pranks that are um, wouldn't have to be your enemies mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, I'll just there are some good stuff. There's some interesting stuff on there. But that's awesome. I, I've got a few people on the list. Um, so are they really watched, enemies? Or are they just, no? Some of them will just be pranks. Some of them will be enemies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but uh, be careful in the mail, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> Anything from you, I'm gonna be taking yes. it outside. Have your kids open it. <laughs> yeah, I got some for you. I, that's one of those regifting. If it comes from you, Sean, I'm regifting it immediately. Okay, <laughs> it's um, going under the tree. Got it. <laughs> All um, right, that's awesome though. That's a very creative. I mean, obviously they they're doing well. I mean, they've been around since 2015, so they've. Yeah. I mean, they're they're It's a profitable business. Uh, so, speaking of profitable businesses, yeah. How much you know when you're on TikTok, you can send a coin or a star to people. Yep. And it gives them money. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that? No. Me either. Um, how much do you think, without looking at the screen, how much do you think people spent in 2023, not on ad revenue, not on TikTok shop? just on buying coins to give to creators on TikTok? Uh, uh, 22 million. You are very, very far off. Oh, 10 billion. $10 billion in 2023. Holy cow. Was spent on um, people buying packs of, so the the packs of three thirteen hundred coins for nineteen ninety nine is the most popular pack. So you go in the app, you can buy thirteen hundred twenty one coins. It's very specific, right? Um, for nineteen ninety nine, and that's about a quarter of the revenue right there. Right. Um, you give that to a creator that you like, and you know probably one of your you know if you like one of the comedians or whoever, mm -hmm. TikTok keeps fifty percent, and the rest goes to the creator. So of that ten billion, they're keeping five, and then five's getting paid out to the the creators. But I mean, that is just mind boggling that's to crazy. me that people have spent, and that doesn't include. They, they said that's just through Google, uh, through Apple app and Google Play. So there's there's actually more than that if you count China and some other yeah. countries and other things like that. Um, that just blows my mind that people spend that kind of money. I don't know why. I mean, we spend money on entertainment of all kinds. Um, 
I just think that our generation, Jonathan, just is not yet used to pain in that way. Right. Uh, yeah. I'd be curious to see the age demographics of who buys those packs. I would too. Uh, it's got to be younger. I mean, I yeah, don't think it would, sure. you know, our generation wouldn't be doing that. We're like, no, yeah. why would I, why would I do that? Um, the only app that has, has more in-app purchases mm-hmm. is Candy Crush. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that's that. addictive. So I can, it see, is see how that would be. Oh yeah. Know, Rachel used to play that. She used to be hooked on that. Like, for a long time, not anymore, but man, that was just like, you know, you got to get those coins, you know, yeah. they just, they hook you. <clears throat> yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I remember when I was writing financial copy and we were like, I was working at a company, we were just like, you know, struggling to get the promotions and get the revenue yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, the CEO was like, you know, we're struggling over here to hit, you know, these goals and candy crush is like <laughs> making, making yep. $25 million a day or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do not underestimate the value, like the financial value of entertainment. I know we've mentioned that before, and that's Mm kind of the last thing on on the show today is like a lot of this is around humor too, humor and or entertainment. Yeah. Um, So I found an article today, uh, cool website, cxl.com has a lot. I think anybody in this audience would love the website if you're, not already familiar with it, cxl.com, mm-hmm. uh, charlieextralarge.com, uh, charlieextralima.com, depending on how you want to think about it. Um, I sent you this article. What Anything jump out at you, Jonathan, that you thought was kind of interesting or cool? Um, yeah, you just got to be, there's a, there's, a, um, there's a fine line on what works, what's effective for, um, you know, humor that converts. And then when you go too far, you know, (laughs) it's easy to go over the top, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or it's, it's easy to be clever, but not necessarily funny. Right. You don't want to get too cerebral in your humor. Yeah, exactly. When people have to think too much about it, um, then, then you've lost them. Uh, Yeah. This was a great example that they put on here. So I'm going to just read the headline and subhead of, um, Three different variations. So the original was iPhone. This is an old ad. You can tell iPhone four or 4s screen repair. Our promise fix fast, fix right. So that was the, that was the control, right? The next one was your iPhone will look new again in less than one hour, whether your screen is cracked or shattered or skilled technicians will blow you away with the results. Blah, blah, blah. Pretty boring. Variation two, they decided to put a little bit of a little bit more personality in it. It said, don't be embarrassed if you're cracked iPhone screen in less than one hour, your iPhone will look brand new again and you can show it off proudly. So there's a little bit of humor yeah. um, for half of what the other guys charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that actually did, I think like 17% better than the first one. And then this one was the winner. Um, did your iPhone <laughs> screen have a rough night out? Yeah, right. We can't cure a hangover, but we can make your iPhone look brand new in less than one hour for half mm-hmm. of what the other guys charge. Yeah. Like that immediately just lands, right? Compared to the others. Of course. And the Clever. difference. Yeah. And the difference. Um, what, seven? Well, the actual difference was like, so from 17% from, improvement. From one to two was a 14% improvement. And then another 17% improvement from version two to three. Yeah. Um, so considerably more effective than the first one. So. 
and it's you know it's just enough humor and yeah. they were marketing this to college kids mostly um so the night out really and the hangover you know made a lot of sense sense mm-hmm. to them um the <coughs> so you want it to be here's why they think it works uh, and nobody really knows exactly one it does get attention because it's different you know for the most part than a lot of what you see out there number two it kind of suspends disbeliefs and we kind of forget that we're being sold to, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're like, oh, these people are cool, right? You, you want to buy from a cool person or cool company. Um, because if you buy from a cool company, it means that you're probably cool, yeah. right? That association is kind of subconscious. Right. The other thing is it creates a positive sentiment. Like literally there's a link in your brain that happens that's like, oh, this product is cool, funny, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the main social conditioning um and humor works in a lot of a lot of countries it works the best though in this little chart here is interesting um let me click humorous works best in europe and north america humor does not work as well in asia yeah so which that makes yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And those, and then the U.S. and Europe, there's actually different forms of, I know the, the English, you know, the Brits have kind of a dry uh, sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you, you have to understand even in that, that you have to understand both your age bracket, your, yep. you know, yeah. a lot of stuff. So, um, so humor does work, but if it doesn't work, it's because you go too far, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you're inconsistent. Like you might have one page or one call to action. That's funny and nothing else on your website is funny. Right. Like if you're going to do it, you got to kind of go all in with it and just carry that humor throughout the whole site. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is, um, they, they do humor, but they forget about persuasion. Yeah. So you still have to be persuasive. Cause if you look at the ones we talked about earlier with the phones, they still covered, you know, make your iPhone look brand new in less than one hour for half of what the other guys charge. Mm-hmm. Those are still the persuasive benefits, right? If they just said, did your iPhone screen have a rough night out? You know, bring it to us, we'll fix it. You're missing a couple of the persuasive elements there of price, of speed, you know, a set a set result in a set amount of time and for set cost, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, that's important that you still have to have the persuasion elements as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Amplify the, I think it's always good on any ad if you can use humor to amplify the, the pain, right? Yeah. I mean, cause pain is, I mean, people are, we all deal with some pain. I mean, some pain in whatever situation we're in that has to be obviously met with a solution. So why not wait, you know, why not use, um, you know, some humor to kind of, you know, ease the, the seriousness of, of that, you know, don't make it so over the top, but I know self-deprecating humor works a lot too. I mean, you have to be careful with that. You don't, you don't want to go too far with that, but I've always found that, you know, self-deprecating humor is, um, it's kind of a lost art. You see a lot of comics today. They, it's all about making fun of other people, not so much themselves. Yeah. Well, there's a guy right now in the news, um, in the middle of cancel culture, discussion right now matt do you know matt rife have you seen his stuff Mm. 
young I, kid. I've not followed. Yeah, I've I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I mean, he's he. That's what he does. He just picks on the audience. He makes fun of people, and like yeah. nothing is off limits for him. Yeah. Like, and he's and he stood by it. Like, mm-hmm. um, he did an official apology when everybody said he should be canceled because he he made fun <laughs> of like uh, domestic abuse. Right. And his apology, he put a link on his site. It said apology letter here. And you click through and it goes to a, a site for helmets for disabled kids. Mm. I mean, <laughs> talk about doubling down. Wow. Um, I mean, wow. Dude's got, dude's got uh, bigger cajones than me. That's for sure. Like, I, Yeah. And I think that's just beyond I, humor. That's just being like and, provocative. And it, yeah. Right. And if you read a lot of the comments, a lot of the comments were like, you know, he should be canceled for not being funny or being lazy, not yeah, right. not for being offensive, right? right? A lot of people are like, sure, he's offensive, but we don't need that kind of, we don't need cancel right. culture for people that are offensive. Yeah. Like, if you really want to cancel him, just don't listen to his stuff. He's he's not that funny anyway. Right. Um, although I have to say, it's it's like cringy funny, but you yeah. can only take so much of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but there is some, he does have some stuff that is very funny, but then he does, to me it does become lazy when you start picking on other people. And I think yeah. the same thing is true for companies. If you start picking on your competitors and telling jokes about your competitors, it's not going to be as effective as mm-hmm. self-deprecating or just good, clean humor that your audience can relate yeah. to. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, you cross, you, you kind of go in the line of just like shock. You, you become, it becomes more shock value than anything when you cross yeah. that line. So it's like, it's not really, I wouldn't call it humor as much as it is just, you know, it, being kind of reminds, reminds me of a, of a young modern version of Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, okay. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I remember him from uh, high school. Yeah. So, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know what ever happened to him. He, well, uh, he could, I mean, yeah. He's probably a shell of what he used to be. I mean, a guy who smokes cigarettes on the stage and just... I mean, oh, man, just, yeah. It's rough, so... Yeah. Well, I know you got a, a tea time to hit. Yeah, something, so absolutely. We'll, we'll keep it there, and we'll probably come back to this humor a little bit. Uh, we are going to have a guest next week. We'll just leave it a mm-hmm. mystery. Um, but he does some funny yeah, he's stuff. Funny. He should be a funny guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's a little... He's After, de- he's very sarcastic. He did warn me about that. <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Yeah. Does he drink? Um, Does he have a beer? I haven't found out yet. So I'll, I'll okay. I'll, con- I'll, uh, I'll we send should you send in. him a let's let's send him a glitter package before yeah. then. <laughs> brush brush item. Let's hey let's send him a glitter box and say you need to open this when we on the show. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's he's not opening on the show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's ruined it. We should have done that. We should do Damn that for it. all our guests. I know. We got running things for the, <laughs> then nobody would ever come on. We want you to open this as you're, as we introduce you on the show. Yeah, that'd be great. By the way, I was thinking earlier, this, this invisible art, you remember like when people could buy, I don't even know if it's still a thing, Sean, but when people could buy a star for somebody else or you could name a star, it costs you like, I forgot how much it was like a hundred bucks yeah. or 200 yeah. bucks to name yeah. a star. And they, you know, you just get some certificate that says you've named a star after somebody. Yeah. You know, it's like probably a hundred, a thousand other people had that same, <laughs> it's yep. like, you know, it just shows, it goes to show like 
you know, I, you could you could chalk it up to somebody came up with a very creative idea or and you know, but it's also shows you like what um what's the old saying? There's a sucker born every minute. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> our friend Bill Mueller today, I think he he put out in his email talking about him or somebody else. Um somebody put out about you know selling the Brooklyn Bridge and oh, yeah. Eiffel Tower was sold twice and like mm-hmm. you know, all those kind of things, you know, it's yeah. It's yeah, it's there's always there's always people that want wherever there's that desire to own something, you know, impressive, especially I think the ego yeah, unique, right? They have to have something completely unique that no yeah. one else has, right? Right. So the ego gets triggered and absolutely you know, like, Ooh, I want a star. I yeah. named a star after you, babe. <laughs> I can't find it. I don't know where it is. It's up there, but <laughs> I know the I know the coordinates yeah. <laughs> according to the sheet that they sent me, but yeah, um, it's funny. One of the companies I worked with, where I was running the agency, we had somebody for a while that was selling. You could put documents on a little laser disc, mm-hmm. and they were going to put it on a uh, rocket that went to the moon, and then mm-hmm. it would be left on the moon for whatever alien species wanted to find it. Oh um, man, yeah, and it was like hundred bucks to do that uh, <laughs> campaign flopped did not do well oh man well it was exactly what you said everybody was like really is that really, really? Like, yeah you know? <laughs> um i mean they were planning on doing it but yeah yeah, yeah it's just too unbelievable and like people are like well how do i know it's there like right you know all this kind of stuff so people went yeah they went too far skepticism was so high it was impossible so, to say yeah yep all right, man. Well, I'll let you go. Have a great uh, game yeah. of golf. We'll have a guest next week. Absolutely. And uh, that'll be interesting. I'm not, I'm not going to give too much away because I haven't figured out what we're going to title the show yet. Uh, but this dude publishes a lot of books and we're going to talk. I'm not even sure why he publishes what he publishes. So we're going to find that out when he comes on as a guest. And uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll, you'll find out when we find out. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm going to read through. I've got a copy. You've got a copy. So I'm yep. going to kind of skim through so I know what this is about. But uh, uh, I'll be ready for his sarcasm uh, when he comes on. Yeah. Be ready. Um, <laughs> I'll see if I have the book nearby, but I don't. So, All right. Well, I'll let you wrap us up. All right. To all of our listeners, you can find us over at Persuasion by the Pint. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, soon to be coming to uh, Instagram. Um we now have uh, StreamYard now does uh, Instagram, so uh, we'll be able to uh, stream directly there. We just got to set up an account, I guess, an account over there. Yeah. Sean, I'll let you do that. <laughs> will do. And I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. Sean, we'll see you next week. See ya. All right.